Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. I don't know about you, but we love mystery stories. That's why the Upside Down Story is one of our favorite podcasts. It turns a tale flipsy-flopsy upside-downsy so that you need to listen to the clues to figure out who the mystery storyteller is. Search for the Upside Down Story on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and custodian of those creepy tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. We'll explore the weird, the scary, and everything in between. Today is another chilling tale. So get ready, Story Club members. This spine-tingling story will give you the creeps and make you want to crawl into someplace safe. It's an unsettling little tale I like to call 10,000 Tiny Feet. Darcy Briggs clobbered a big black spider with her thick school book. Gotcha, she thought. She didn't like spiders. They gave her the absolute creeps. One of her first memories of spiders was when she was about two years old. Her mom had taken her to a park and sat her down on a blanket. While her mom was busy preparing a milk bottle from the bag, Darcy encountered what she found out years later was a wolf spider. They're a large predatory spider that carries their young spiderettes on their back until they're old enough and strong enough to fend for themselves. Darcy had put her chubby little hand on the spider, and a hundred baby spiders crawled up her small arm. She screamed, as two-year-olds are known to do. It was one of her earliest memories that seemed like yesterday, even though it was nine years ago. Since then, Darcy couldn't even so much as look at a picture of a spider without going into complete shock. She would suck in her breath, her muscles would spasm, and she'd break out in a sweat. Doctors called it arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. She didn't feel so bad to learn that she wasn't alone, that many people have this particular phobia of eight-legged fuzzy things that spun webs and were often found in bedrooms and bathrooms uninvited. As she grew up, people who heard of Darcy's phobia would try to tell her that spiders were a beneficial creature. They were natural pest control for farmers, gardeners, and homes, as one spider during its lifetime could eat hundreds of insects, ants, flies, termites, mosquitoes, moths, beetles, grasshoppers, aphids, mites, and even other spiders. There were orb-weaving spiders, trapdoor spiders, jumping spiders, wolf spiders, cave spiders, and ugh, black widow spiders. But it didn't matter. She hated them all. She couldn't even watch Spider-Man movies with her friends as the word spider gave her uncontrollable chills. In her kindergarten class, she was once laughed at when her teacher was reading the Mother Goose tale, Little Miss Muffet, where a spider sits down beside her. The teacher, aptly named Mrs. Weaver, had shown a picture from the book. The little girl had looked just like Darcy, and the spider was a massive, multi-eyed, furry-faced monster. It was the most hideous thing she had ever seen. To this day, she couldn't believe such a graphic illustration of a predatory arachnid like that cursed the pages of a children's book. 
What were they thinking? Darcy did not want to touch the school book she clobbered the spider with. She would have her mother do it in the morning. Her mother was the only one who seemed to understand. She had an older brother, Joey, who used to taunt her endlessly with rubber spiders, hiding them in drawers. Her father thought it was funny, but her mom put a stop to it. Her mother was her single ally who seemed to care that these furry arthropods nearly gave her a heart attack. Over her 11 years, Darcy had rid the world of what she thought might be over a thousand spiders. That was something like 10,000 tiny feet that would no longer crawl or scurry or climb. 10,000 tiny feet silenced forever, and she was okay with that. She always cheered when the lawn professional would come each spring and spray the front and the backyard with pesticides. She imagined thousands of spiders in the grass and on the side of the house choking and dying from the toxins being sprayed by the pest control expert. But before she went to sleep, Darcy had a terrifying thought. What if all those spiders suddenly came back to life at once? What if they came after her for revenge? The thought made her shrink into bed a little more and pull the covers tighter. But then she shook her head. What a dumb idea. That was only a fantasy. The kind of unrealistic thoughts you had when you were halfway to sleep and almost to a dreamlike state. That night, though, she dreamed of spiders. Orb weavers, trapdoor spiders, jumping spiders, black widows, even tarantulas. Yep, those massive spidery monsters, too. She lived in the Southwest, so they were also prevalent. In her dream, Darcy hit spiders with a flamethrower. When her flamethrower was out of fuel, she escaped down a long hall. But she discovered the white walls were not painted, but webbing, and she was walking through a massive funnel web. At the end of it, crouched and waiting to spring, was a coiled spider the size of a lion. She woke up, screaming, her bedsheets soaked in sweat. Oh man, that was the worst dream she ever had. The absolute worst. She was about to get up to go to the bathroom to wash her face and maybe get a drink of water when she heard it. A strange shuffling sound. It was quiet at first, but then it grew louder. It was coming down the hall. Like the sound of tiny brushes scrubbing the hardwood floor, wedging under the large crack of her shut bedroom door. She was too afraid to move. But with a burst of courage, she quickly did, snapping on the bedside light. That's when she saw the hardwood bedroom floor had a carpet of spiders moving across the room toward the bed. The shuffling was 10,000 tiny feet, and they were coming for her. Okay, I'm going to stop right there, as this story is kind of freaking me out. Can you imagine all those tiny little legs crawling toward you? Make it stop. Ah, what tangled webs we weave, am I right? Did you know there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club, and you're a member. There's also Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila. And Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out!
Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.